0: Oh, G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 685 of the TrainSmooth podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com or send me through an email, tim at trainsmooth.com. You can follow my training at coronavirus.com and I just put a post up there just in the other day or thereabouts about, well, all sorts of good stuff. Just spoil yourself and have a little click about. So um it was either my last pod or the one before or the one before that they all kind of blend into each other but i mentioned that i brought um got my grubby little hands on some form goggles and i'm gonna give them a test run and i made mention that i put them on because i only got them you know the day i was on on the mic i put them on just in in the kitchen area and I was a bit surprised on how restricted the vision was um, in just general vision and but I gave it a go i've been th- i've done <laughs> I've done three swims and and I did say if I like them you know you you little beauty i'll I'll let everyone know about it if I don't well then I'll tell everyone and I'll most likely sell them or whatever and anyway, the verdict is in. <laughs> and you know full disclaimer I'm not sponsored or do I ever want to be sponsored by form because I've already sold them I just don't like them whatsoever there was a few things about them Um, I I put them on my head I took off um, I've been three swims in them and the, the, the first time I swam 350 meters with a mate um, I took them off and grabbed my old ones, put my old ones on, I, I said, I, I, I don't like these at all, the, the, I just, very restricted in vision, um, the number was irritating me seeing it, but I thought, I'll, oh, I'll get used to that, but it was the vision, like, the accurate peripheral, um, vision was horrible, just horrible, and, so i thought i'll give it a t-. the pool's very busy so maybe i didn't give it enough enough of a crack um a couple of days later or whatever the next day or whatever it was i jump back into the pool i get 50 meters into my warm-up and i said no nah, these are crap these are coming off anyway uh, I, was, I told a mate and he says they're worth persevering i said right I'll, i'm gonna persevere i'm gonna persevere I got through my warm-up, and then through the... um, My warm-up was 500 meters of various things, and then um, my main set, I had to do... uh, What was it? Something like two 450s, um, and so on. But I I, I did the first interval of the main set, and I said, that's it. Never wearing these again. I've given them three cracks here they're gone um and they sold pretty quickly but just, I just and then when I started thinking about it I, I've got a few athletes that use them um and and past athletes that use them a couple a couple of them you know they they recommend them they they like them but it, for the most part People that are sponsored by them or getting paid by them by podcasts and stuff—they're so on, the ones that are really talking the crap these things up. Um, not for me. Um, I, I, I did offer them to my son. I said, "Do you want these?" And he go, "Oh yeah, I have them." He puts them on. He swims. I think two hundred meters in them. And said, "No, nah, I don't want them." Uh, so it's 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 not just me. It was him as well. Um, but yeah, I don't. Just not a fan. So I, I sold them. They're they're in they're in the Australian post system at the moment, heading heading its way up to Cairns, and um, I'm back to my $14 pair from Kmart at the moment. But I will be buying because I got the pair I want. My son's you know pretty well got of mine, and I paid $40 of those, and um, they're which, which in the scheme of things still isn't much for goggles, but they're the goggles I really like. But at the moment, I've got $14 pairs from Kmart, so they're they're doing me they're doing me nicely. Um, what else has been going on? I was, <laughs> I was reminded of a story um, d- the other day. I was, I was overheard, I overheard this woman d- talking about um, eggs and, and you know, not the good egg like myself, but the actual, the, the food egg. And she, she was saying um, they're not People call it a protein food, but it's it's very low in pro protein, and starts carrying on like that. And I, I didn't butt in or anything, um, but I was I just overheard, her and I'm thinking she couldn't be more wrong if she tried. If you look, what's in an egg? Um, it's good quality protein, good quality fats, you know, it ticks a lot of boxes. If you get yourself four to six eggs, scramble them up of a morning, maybe throw in a tin of baked beans or a tin of bloody, you know, you know, some meat or whatever left over from the night before, you've got yourself a wicked bloody brekkie there. Um, good, good low, low carbs high protein brekkie, and you know that ticks a lot of boxes anyway it reminded me of this story it, and it reminds me of a reminds me of a reminds me it's a, it, it will keep going here it's a, it's a pretty strange thing how things just remind me of things but it reminds me I was listening to this um, I forget if it was a, an interview or a talk or whatever with Dr. Phil Maffetone and he was telling this story that he was in a cafe or a diner or something like that, and he was ordering scrambled eggs. And the person next to him ordered scrambled eggs as well, but he wanted egg whites only, a dozen egg whites, he said. And he he, he, he says, apart from he thought that way of thinking's long gone. He, he He's decided that to ask the waitress, he's told the waitress, I'll have his dozen yolks in my scrambled eggs. And while it was a good funny story, and I don't know how true it is, I'd like to think it's true. There's a lot of um, good information set in that Um, sentence there, and I remember thinking, uh, thinking back, it was always, you can't have more than two eggs in a week, that uh, will give you high cholesterol, and you know, this is going, you know, this is 90s, probably before that too, I I can't remember that far back, but I remember um, mum and dad always telling me, you can't have more than two eggs in a week, you'll get high cholesterol, and then when I started um, lifting weights, and I was getting those um, weight magazines in you know two thousand and one, um, you'd see you and and men's health magazines and and crap like that. You'll hear you know you have as many egg whites as you possibly want, but the most you can have is one egg, one full egg a day. But or it's going to give you high blood, or high cholesterol. And then you know that both those theories have been so debunked at the moment, where we can you know have. You know a fair, fair few eggs a day if we want, and it that was that's kind of just a, a sidetrack of a, a, a past memory. But going back to Phil Maffetone, going back uh, a few years ago, I forget how many years ago Phil Maffetone started following me on Twitter, and I thought, oh bloody, you know, you little ripper, bloody. The legendary guy himself, Fulham. You, you know this gibbering fool on Twitter. Woo. Oh, and I didn't want to just send him a message saying thanks for the follow, bro. I wanted to actually, set, you know, make something a little bit funny, not knowing him or anything, but you know, see if he's got to send a sense of humour or whatever. So I wrote back something, you know, you know, you've made it in life when when the Doctor Phil Maffetone follows you on Twitter, and had, um, you know. You know, chuffed about the whole experience. This athlete I was coaching at the time, uh, um, I coached him for an Ironman, and he kind of gave up um, triathlons after the Ironman and was just took on running. And we're training for um, uh, blah, 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 what is it? The, I think it was the marathon in Woolagong. He was training for, and he he re- he sees it on Twitter and writes back, "Who's Doctor? You know, who's Doctor Phil Maffetone?" And, and tagged him into it. And I'm thinking, are you for real? You were current. And and I'm not making this up. This is 100% true. (laughs) At the time, this athlete was running math, doing math training and and i'm thinking are you for real this whole concept of your running program is based around this one person you have no idea who and at the time i was pretty um pretty on it with telling athletes who i was getting them to do math training on how it all formulated and it was you know um a lot of you know it's at 180 minus your age you give or take five or two five or ten beats depending on you know diff- different things and um and it's you know, and people think you know, math is actually named after him, Dr. Phil Maffetone. It's actually not. It's uh, um, maximum aerobic function. Though I do have, I do, I've heard it get called maximum aerobic fitness lately, and I kind of been stealing that term a little bit just because it sounds a little nicer. But um, yeah, I, I when I was especially back then, I, I get a bit lazy with this these these days. I must admit, but. Um, I would explain to the athlete this whole concept and how it was created. Um, And and I'd already told this athlete, you know, for probably a a couple of months prior to to this. I forget that bit. But yeah, 100% true story. And uh, Maffetone never wrote back to any of that, (laughs) which I don't blame him. Anyway, uh, let me bring up today's question. I should have had this a little bit Closer to being ready. Today's question comes from Dave David, who writes, just wondering how. sorry, I'm just uh, just wondering how you would structure weight and lifting workouts in your plans, uh, and how often? How important do you see them for reducing? Uh, how do you? How important do you see them in reducing injury risks? So it's um a funny question in the sense where i can't answer it that well um because th- th- there's so m- every athlete is completely different and on completely different focuses um so some athletes who aren't that durable needs to their sh- you know strength program and all, virtually the whole program needs to be based around them being more becoming more durable a little bit more unbreakable um, while some, um, very much needs to be, um, resistant focus, uh, fatigue focused, yeah, fatigue resistance, um, some power, get, see if we can get more power in their legs or body or whatever, and, um, I'm, I'm, I've always thought, um, this isn't my, I haven't spent enough time learning, um, about this, um, so, in recent years i've actually paid um someone to create strength training programs and sessions uh for me um, like i've like i've literally have hundreds of different sessions saved um of, of various different kinds that i've actually paid um someone to do for me yeah. um j- just because i it's a weakness of mine. I I can give a basic foundation training program when it comes to lifting weights. I can grab um, manipulate sessions that I've got to tailor athletes. But actual, actually, the you know, right? You've got an Iron Man. You know, we're going to keep you injury, you know, injury free through the volume. I'm going to put you on this type of program, um, and all of a sudden, I've probably got about a hundred, hundred different sessions that will progressively help that athlete not only stay injury free, but also um, help them with, with um, swim, bike, run. Uh, there's, I'm, I'm also the I. I i like foundation training the most um because i found when athletes have spent a fair bit of time doing that just solid foundation work um boring but just good work we can bump volume up relatively quickly safely um or they've just done um a big of big race, or they've just done a big training session out of nowhere, and they've been able to recover a lot faster through that. Um, just about every every athlete, I do some form of strength training, but not always in the gym. Um, some sometimes the gym work we just can't do it because of their available training hours. So there, there might be some paddle work for the swimming. There might be some hills. Um, some over gearing work on the bike um, and then there's some athletes where there is no gym but they've got some stuff at home like bands um the body weight stuff so so i've got you know sessions for all those i've got sessions that um athletes that like to lift heavy or or it's in their best interest we need to start lifting heavy so i'm not the best one to answer this this question um unless I knew more about you for instance i could if you if you gave me more information on you, I could start coming up with some ideas um but i do think when it comes to um lifting that there's there's a few things I see people do wrong in in this sport they don't respect warm ups and they don't respect enough rest in between lifts that they're the two biggest issues i see um and obviously you know technique if you go to a gym you're going to see all sorts of bad technique work at left front and center and some some are like car crashes you know you you should be trying to stop it but you can't you got to keep staring at them to see what happens but um as for frequency that again that depends on the athletes i got uh, most athletes that um i will say 70% of my af- the athletes i coach maybe more i haven't got an exact number in front of me here um lift weights in some form you at the gym most of them are two days a week some are one day a week and then we'll supplement it doing something else some are three days a week but most are around that two days a week um, you also have um, some that will be a little bit higher but it's generally small more body weight, core core stability work um, but I will say, for injury prevention, you just can't be, also foundation work, right? you can't be foundation work. Um, but stability work as well, it's um, really, really um, important. I know, um, and then there's different type of, there's tons of different types of strength training. I know, uh, for, for myself, recently, um, eccentric loading. I've, I've had a massive focus on eccentric loading and while wow, that sucks balls so bad, um, unenjoyable. But I was getting a lot of um, muscle soreness the days after um, from it because it's something I haven't really focused on a lot of in recent years. Um, but I noticed some parts of my running, I, I there's weaknesses there, so. Um, eccentric loadings i'm hoping it's going to fix all that and help that and then you got plyometrics which i answered a question recently about all that and that the the force you can create from plyo is um very impressive you want to be you know definitely durable for that and you want to be um but you can you know you can plyo you can reduce um ground contact time for running and there's a lot of a lot of a lot of benefits there but it, it also goes back to what's your strength and weaknesses um are you what are you trying to do are you trying to improve on the bike um are you trying to improve on the run are you trying to stay injury free you, you know is your swimming the weakest how many times are you in the pool is it you know you if you're only in the pool twice so i don't i don't find value in in um, swim swim cords um but there's many things in the gym that I think would um, the swimmers can benefit from. But anyway, I, I am mumbling and dribbling and not really doing much apart from just yakking. So I will go. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to that website, trainsmith.com. Until next episode, hooray.